Welcome to the World Cup show. We're through the semi-finals. We're now about to go to the final and obviously something's not coming home just yet. Well, no one said it was going to be easy. I'm Jonathan Roberts and I'm joined by SD Sports Correspondents Sazali Abdulaziz and Shamir Osman. Boys, before we get to that elephant in the room, uh, the first semi-final was, of course, France versus Belgium. What are your takes on that? Were you expecting that result? Well, I tipped Belgium to win, uh, but uh, at the same time, you know, I, I think no, very few people expected France um, to set up the way they did, you know, very defensively, very compact. Uh, you know, they are very good attacking players, of course. Uh, but you know they, they set up to stifle uh, you know Kevin De Bruyne and, and Hazard and 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 focused on shackling uh, Lukaku and denying the service and they did that well. Uh, they played effective football. Uh, maybe not too pleasing on in, the in eye. In other words, it wasn't thrilling. It was kind of boring. It was boring, it was. but I, I appreciated the the tactical nuances that that Deschamps has implemented here. Now, in it's it's in fashion now in Europe, right? To press up high. Stifle, stifle the the defenders on the ball when they get to play. It's like a pack of lions hunting, hunting a, a bison that just fell out of the pack, right? But this time around, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Are they, are they bisons? No, in buffaloes, savanna. Well, bison, buffalo. Probably. Okay, yeah, I was, I was like, thinking about like, like, right? I was like thinking, okay, gazelle or buffalo. Scally bison, no? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so, so where was zebra? Okay. So antelope. Uh, antelope. Okay, antelope. If yeah. you like kittens. <laughs> to your point, yeah. The, <laughs> the point is, they did not go out and stifle Belgium up front. They sat and they waited. It's it's a bit like a crocodile, if you if you would. That one's correct, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, okay, we're all about the animal <laughs> analogy yeah, exactly. here. So. so they just sat and they waited and they let Belgium come. Like a mighty eagle. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it, that's, that was what I was very surprised by. They sat, they waited, and Golo Kante did a great job in midfield. Pogba was doing a whole lot of defending as well, but, but what really was surprised me the most was, where was Lukaku? Mm. I saw nothing of him. Varane well, had him in I, the pocket. I, yeah, exactly. But I, I think... I think it's it's easy to 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 you know point a finger at the striker, but you know he was he was starved of service. He was uh, alone up there against two very good centre backs. He, he he was up against the centre backs of Real Madrid and Barcelona alone. You know he had nothing to work with. Let's get to the bigger issue of the day. Football's not coming home just yet. No, it isn't. It isn't. England lost to Croatia. Five minutes in, it was jubilation, and then. Well, in the second half, it all changed. Have, have your tears dried? <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the we'll, important we'll question. Get, we'll get to that later. <laughs> England will be lauded. You know, nobody expected them to, to get this far. They've you know, uh, reignited um, you know, the country's passion and, and interest uh, in the national team. Uh, but if we're being really honest here, I think, I think you have to admit that they, they shot themselves in the foot. I mean, this Croatia that was there for the taking, they had just played two back-to-back. 120-minute games with penalty shootouts. You know they should have seen the game out. They had an excellent first half, uh, as they did against Sweden uh, in in the quarter-final. But for some reason they could not maintain. Now you, that. Say, you say that Croatia had played two very long games already, mm-hmm. but I think that's the thing. Everyone is, is expecting this much older team than the England squad to be tired already. But then they still had the energy. Even right down to the end of the game, Perisic was chasing down every England man with the ball. I was blown away by that. You would, you would think that 
England, younger legs, fresher legs, they'd, they'd be able to see the game out. But I think this was a case of experience and the lack of it in the England side. Game, yeah. There was no game management. After you take the lead, 1-0, uh, speed was killing Croatia. But that's where experience comes in, right? These old heads realise that, oh, look, this is not working. Let's, let's calm down and, and find, find a way to, to pick this lock. That hurricane miss in the first half really, really hurt them, I guess, obviously, mm. uh, in the end. And, you know, everybody sort of glosses over it. But, oh, it was, you know, your, your best striker, you know, the Premier League stopped scorer, uh, you know, one-on-one -on -one with just the keeper to beat and, and it was a tame shot right at the keeper and he had a second bite at it, he should have buried it uh, and, and if he did, it would, it would have been 2-0, you know, obviously a, a different game. The problem for me, Perisic's goal, 68th minute and clearly that just rattled the England team. I think the England defence at surprising times went to sleep at a shocking number of times in this match, I thought, that that Perisic goal, what was Trippier doing? Letting, just letting him go. You were watching your man run away from you. It's unforgivable inside the box. And after that goal went in, I think the occasion got to the English boys. It seemed like they, they suddenly realised, oh, we could seriously lose this now. Uh, agree with Sharp. Uh, even for that Mandzukic goal, you know, John Stones, it seemed as, as though he was, you know, he was asleep for, for a couple of seconds. As the ball came over Carl Walker, he, he did not move. It, it, was, it was so strange to see. And he's been... For me, quite, you know, one of the best defenders at the World Cup. But, you know, that was just, that was just basic, you know, bad defending. In extra time, it was just, well, I mean, yeah. everyone was flagging. But it is a case of that, clearly, the Croatians have more stamina. Right? I think they grew in the game. They started off terribly because they couldn't handle the speed. Yeah. And then experience kicks in, they realised what they needed to do. And they, I was a bit disappointed with Modric, if I'm honest. I, I expected a little bit more from him. Really? I did. Actually, okay. in, in the first half especially, England dominated the midfield and he was a bit of a passenger, I thought. He grew into the game, but at the end of the game, there were times where he gave the ball away and that is unthinkable for, for a player like Modric. And one time at the top of the box, he was lining up to shoot or pass, he couldn't make up his mind. He mm. kind of stopped the ball. Yeah, and the ball sort of rolled. Just rolled to the English Five metres, yeah. I, was, mm. I thought, no. This that was uncharacteristic. Be. Very. Being the one from the UK, from England, um, what can I say? I'm still proud of the guys. Admittedly, so many people have written them off. Now, they're a team. You've got a great coach in the form of Gareth Southgate. And so, semi-finals for this one, expect bigger things next time, hopefully. I, I was surprised by the media reaction to the England team. I think in, in times past, they're always kind of sniping, right? They're taking shots always. At, at this person or that person. But as the tournament went on, you could, you could feel that the country was getting behind England. And I think the media was a very clear reflection of that. If you watch the post-match scenes from the stadium, um, they played Oasis, Don't Look Back in Anger, and the yeah. fans were singing it. How nice is that? Although I, I hope this really is you know, a learning lesson and they grow on to greater things and not you know, in 20 years' time, you know, I'm going to see a documentary on YouTube about oh, England's 2018 semi-final. It's like we've seen about this. 90 yeah. Italia 90. Oh, you know, sorry. yeah. Let's let's just hope. You know, maybe even Euro 2020. You know, of course, there's still some of the tournament to be played. There's third place, and of course, the grand final. Our man in Russia, David Lee, is over there, and this is his video postcard. Hello. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it must be hard to take this defeat. But looking at where England started before this tournament, surely you guys must look back and think it's a successful campaign. It's very difficult to take this defeat. We were very close. Where, where do you think it went wrong? Croatia was the better team today. They played better. They, their midfield was very good. We just, I think, we gave a little bit uh, free space and they used it. And how do you think England can still build on from here? Well, we have now. We've got. Uh, we have a feeling that we can do it. And with the young team and the right manager, you feel? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In four years, we are going to be in the semi-finals. All right, thank you so much. I don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> All the best. Cheers. Spasiba, David. Well, guys, there is the third place, of course. But I have to ask you, is it necessary? Why force them to play for a position that no one particularly wants? At every World Cup, we go through this again. But I, I think for a team that's been hit, you want a chance to come back right away and, and prove that, that you're not rubbish. It's like when a goalkeeper makes a mistake, you want to come back right away to, to give yourself a chance to prove that you can be better. I disagree though. I think winning a, a third place game is scan consolation and, and neither does it prove anything, I feel. You don't really remember the yeah, third place. Exactly. Agreed on I that. I don't know if it's most, most definitely. how helpful it is. Well, it gives, it gives Lukaku a chance to, to overtake Harry Kane in the, in the top scorer rankings, I guess. And it I also guess. gives the, a coach to give a run out to players who have not had a chance to, to kick a ball at the World Cup. And I think some of the... But the, and the ironic thing is, both teams have already done that in the last group <laughs> yeah, game yeah. when they faced each other. So, you know, if we're going to see a, a repeat of, of that drab yeah. game with Yanuzai scoring a worldie, yeah. then uh, I'm not going to tune in. So <laughs> Let's go to the big one. The final. It's going to be France. It's going to be Croatia. What do you reckon? It's going to be hard to call this one. The, the French have shown they can close shop and still hurt you on the break. And against, against a team with the likes of uh, Modric and Rakitic, I think they'll probably do something similar. They'll let them come, suck them in, and hit them hard on the counter with, with, the, with the speed of uh, Mbappe and Griezmann. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at it, we mentioned the first half, um, you know, England and Croatia. Sterling was running at the defence, uh, Deli Ali was running at the defence, and they really gave uh, Croatia a lot of problems. You know, Lovren, uh, Vida didn't look uh, comfortable. Imagine, you know, and, and these are, I mean, uh, Sterling is a player who's, who's not exactly high on confidence. Imagine Mbappe running at them, you know, he, he's, he's flying at the moment. He, he might really hurt uh, Croatia, but um, I don't, again, you know, I, I spoke to um, our technical director, Michel Sablon, uh, for, for a column in, in our print uh, paper today. He actually tipped Croatia to beat England and actually beat France as well in the finals. I'm going to defer to him. You know, he seems to know what he's talking about when he, he tipped uh, Croatia over England. So I think Croatia will spring a, a huge upset uh, over France. It'll be nice to see though. It will be great to see uh, A nation Croatia like win. Croatia with, with, the, with the kind of football they can play. I, I would love to see a first-time winner. It, it's really been a while. Well, I'm also a traditionalist in that sense that if you beat us, you better <laughs> win the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, uh, Croatia have, have, have beaten the odds uh, every step of the way. I mean, they were grouped with Argentina and Nigeria and they topped the group. You know, three back-to-back 120-minute -back games. It's, I, I, it's never been done before winning three consecutive, you know, extra-time games in, in, in the World Cup. Uh, and, you know, who's to say that they, they, they can't pull off another... Another uh, rope-a-dope. Yeah, another rope-a-dope <laughs> in the... Yeah, they'll, they'll tire France out uh, and they score a winner. They've already made history. They've already, they already have. 
yeah. first Croatian team to make the final of the World Cup. Since that, well, we all remember that 98 team with Davos Suka, Slavon Bilic. Bilic looked look pleased as punch after the game. You could tell he was, he was yeah. absolutely buzzing. <laughs> and, and rightly so. These boys have, have made history. They, they've shown they can play football. They've had a bit of, had a bit of the rub of the green this time around with that Modric penalty in the quarterfinals. And it would be nice to see them win. Well, if I can remember my O-level French, Trey de Soleil, Francais. All three of us are going for Croatia for the final. You can watch it at 11pm on Sunday, or indeed follow it on straightstimes.com at our World Cup site. And then, well, we'll see who lifts the trophy. Ah, so close, yet so far away. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>